Hi everyone, you're listening to another episode of the Football Betting Podcast, your home for tips and insight on England's top four divisions. I'm your host as ever, Tom Pipkin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tom Walker. Hello everyone, welcome to the show. Yeah, welcome to the show as ever. We are sponsored by our friends at Manscaped. If you go to manscaped.com, get 20% off if you enter FBP20 at the checkout. Yes. If you're new, welcome. If you're listening again, good to have you back. So here's what we're going to do today. We're going to go through each of the four top divisions. So Premier League, Championship, League One, League Two. We're going to pick out our betting highlights. Um, let's quickly touch on last week. FA Cup mainly. It's always a little bit hit and miss, isn't it? Yes, it is. I really enjoyed it from a kind of football fan perspective. I really, I really enjoyed it, but in terms of betting and our show, it's always difficult, isn't it? So I'm kind of happy to see that one, you know, in the rearview mirror because the trebles were. I mean, yours was close. Mine ended up being a single that lost. <laughs> so I am personally very happy to have regular football back. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll cover those later on in the show, but. Um... To get us kicked off this week, we've got pretty much a full fixture list of Premier League action. Um, it begins on Saturday with Wolves against West Brom. Um, I don't know if there's anything that you fancy here, but for me, one to two for Wolves to get the win. I know they're at home and West Brom are terrible. That is way too short for me. Um, in Wolves, we're talking about a team that's won one in the last eight league games. So one to two for me. They're not backable. I don't know if you fancy Wolves or anything. Uh, same, same here, mate. Yeah, if it was a better price, I would go for Wolves, but it's not, so I'm not going to, especially without Jimenez. Um, I said, I think, a couple of shows back, Fabio Silva looks a good prospect, but he doesn't look ready to, to lead the line for a, a good Premier League team. So I expect yeah. Wolves to win this pretty comfortably, Tom, but I just don't want to back him at that price. No, me neither. So we'll move on to Leeds against Brighton then. I think this one could actually be a be an entertaining game to watch. You know, you've got two teams here in Leeds and Brighton who I'd say are unpredictable. They'll both try and play the game the right way and, and attack the game and try and get three points. Um, I'm looking at goals rather than result for this game because I feel like Leeds are so bloody unpredictable, aren't they? Up and down like a yo-yo. Um you know, after that 5-0 win against West Brom, they lost 3-0 against Spurs and then 3-0 in the cup against Crawley. So you don't know what you're going to get from Leeds from one week to the next. So for me, goals, you're either looking at both teams to score, which is 1-2, to two, so it's it's not great. Um, over 2.5 goals and both teams to score is a bit better. That's 4-5. to five. But, you know, the stats kind of back that up. Leeds have had over 2.5 in seven of the last eight games. Uh, Brighton, both teams have scored in four of the last five. Um, are you thinking along the similar lines for this one? Yeah, 100%. I just, I, I, can't, I can't pick a result here because of exactly what you just said. So I feel like uh, normally we don't share notes, uh, but I feel like this so far you've, you've taken everything <laughs> that I want to say. Um, which is fine. But yeah, Leeds just too unpredictable to to back. And obviously, you know, if you were backed into a corner, of course you would go for Leeds to win. 
but I just don't trust them. And yeah, I see I see goals as a more sensible betting option um, yeah. rather than result. Absolutely. Um, so West Ham against Burnley then, that's the other three o'clock. You go first with this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, see if not. you take my notes. If... <laughs> well, I've got uh, West Ham Burnley under 2.5. Mm. Have you Snap. got that? Snap. <laughs> <laughs> what? Do you know what? This is a good sign. This is a good sign. Hopefully this means that, you know, we're on to something here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't even have to read out a bunch of stats, to be honest. Um, West Ham Burnley under 2.5 seems pretty obvious. Uh, in terms of Burnley, I was having a look through their results. And one of their last nine games have been over 2.5 goals. One. Yeah. (laughs) And in terms of West Ham, their last three games have been under 2.5. So, yeah, definitely the Burnley, um, you know, the Burnley run is probably the stronger research and the reason I'm going for this. But, yeah, um, under 2.5 goals for me in terms of um... this. I I agree, uh, but generally I think the price for Burnley is is big, seven to two for this Burnley side who have lost what they've lost two of the last seven Premier League games now, mm-hmm. so they're on a decent little run, um, and I think they're more than capable of getting something away at West Ham. So I wouldn't be backing West Ham at four to five. But anyway, yeah, I, I agree. Under two point five is is the way to go here. I don't think I ever read out the price. By the way, it's eight to eleven. It's not. It's not bad. It's not, it's bad. not bad. It's not bad. I just left out the crucial bit of info. But yeah, eight <laughs> to eleven under two point five. I'm off to a shocker. Um, Fulham Chelsea then uh, Fulham thirteen to two. The draw seven to two. Chelsea heavy heavy favourites at two to five. Uh, usually, I think Chelsea will win this pretty comfortably, but I really don't trust them at the moment. Really don't. They've not lost in 19 consecutive games against Fulham. So it's, it's some run that will run. But yeah, I, I, if they won this 2-0, 3-0, it would not surprise me in the slightest. But I, I can't touch it at 2-5, to be honest. No, I mean, I I don't think they'll get the win. Purely because I, I just look at Fulham and, and the way that they've changed their um, their kind of philosophy and how they're going to go about this season so obviously it started off with that win away at Leicester where they played counter-attacking football they won 2-1 I think there was something like 6-1 to that day then obviously they had the standard loss away at Man City but then this is where it gets really interesting a 1-1 draw with Liverpool 0-0 draw with Brighton 1-1 draw with Newcastle 0-0 with Southampton and obviously they just beat QPR in the cup they've just changed completely and if it was previous Fulham where, you know, they really went for teams throat and they went kind of toe-to-toe of anyone, I'd be more inclined to back Chelsea. But, you know, with that counter-attacking, low block, Luckman, Reed on the break, I just, I don't fancy Chelsea enough to go for them, especially two to five, get out of here, get out. Yeah, yeah I agree. Finally then, eight o'clock, Leicester against Southampton. Um, another one where I'm not convinced result-wise, so I'm going to kind of take what well, could be the easy route out here and go for goals. Um, 
These two sides have had over 2.5 in the last five consecutive games that they've played against each other. Of course, uh, that Leicester against Southampton 9-0 last season Hmm. comes into the equation. That's still pretty fresh in the memory. But over 2.5 in this one is 4-5. Yeah, that's that's for me the way I'd go rather than result-wise. Southampton on the banned list. <laughs> Another team very unpredictable. And Leicester, I don't quite trust them either, to be honest. Yeah, I, I I do trust Leicester a little bit more now because they haven't lost in the last five and they've won three of those. Uh, they got James Madison involved a little bit more, which is, which is good. It's taken away off certainly Vardy's shoulders, who hasn't scored in a couple. Um, but yeah, I look at Southampton, Tom, and just three clean sheets in a row for Southampton, I don't know if goals is the way forward, mate, for this one. Mm. I'll be honest with you. Um, there's Southampton are, are so well drilled um, in terms of with the ball and without the ball. They, I just I just can't do it, mate. I honestly can't do it. Um, two, two goals conceded in five games. It's, it's watertight. And I know you look on the other hand and you, you look at Leicester, there's goals in all of their games, but I don't know. I feel like these two are kind of oil and water a little bit and it, it doesn't quite go together. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Anything you'd advise or kind of just uh, watch him? No, just enjoy it because it will be a fascinating game of basically, apart from Everton maybe, uh, you know, best of the rest, isn't it really? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, speaking about Everton, they kick us off on Sunday. They're playing at 12 o'clock away at Aston Villa. Uh, they are the favourites, 17 to 20 to get the win. Villa at home, 11 to 4. The draw, 3 to 1. Uh, I don't know whether this game is actually going to take place or not. Mm-hmm. It's currently listed on all the bookies' sites, so we'll talk about it as if it is. But um, there's been various COVID-related concerns around both Villa and Everton, haven't there? Yes. Yeah, so whether this one goes ahead or not, I don't know. But if it does, what do you fancy? I think I think it's going to be a tough game. Two teams pretty much in form. Um, you know, forget that FA Cup defeat, Villa. Don't even look at that. But, you know, Villa, think about the last time they were, they were playing in the league. They narrowly lost away at Man U to what, for me, wasn't a pen. Um, and then on the flip side, you got Everton, who started off like a house on fire, had a dip, but now I trust him again. And they're doing it without uh, Calvert-Lewin. Uh, they haven't lost any of the last five away games. I couldn't split them. I couldn't find <laughs> anything to go for, I'll be honest with you. Um, I ended up falling on draw. I think both teams would be pretty, pretty pleased. Not happy, pleased. Um, it's three to one, not a bunch of stats to to stack it up. I just think two good sides, both will be happy with a draw, and I think it will play out possibly a score draw. But yeah, three to one for me. I could see a one one or a two two. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just reading up on this whilst you were talking as well. Uh, apparently, Villa have requested to the Premier League for this game to be postponed. Um, no word whether that request has been accepted or not yet. But maybe that's why uh, the price for Villa is... I was looking at it thinking that's probably quite high for both 
Villa and draw. You know, at home Villa, who have been playing well, 11-4 to four is quite a high price. So, yeah, maybe draw, maybe even Everton, you know, if they have to play this game and they've got they've got real COVID concerns and they're playing with a depleted squad. Maybe maybe Everton might be the way to go, but I don't know. Risky. All this coronavirus stuff, in it. Yeah, I mean, this is... This is similar to the FA Cup, isn't it, really? Where we're going to have to monitor the situation and then check team news before, yeah. before you go on anything because, you know, it's... If it does go ahead, there's obviously going to be players missing, etc., etc. So, yeah, uh, just keep an eye on it. My draw tip was based on two fully strength sides. So just keep that in mind. Yeah, perfect. Right, next we've got Sheffield United against Tottenham Hotspur. Round of applause for Sheffield United getting their first three points of the campaign. Um just a few more to go till they beat Derby, which is what we all want to happen. Mm. Uh, five to one for the Blades to make it two wins on the spin. Three to one for the draw and four to seven for Spurs. Obviously, as you'd, as you'd expect, heavy favourites for this one. Um, I don't think there's too much to say from my perspective. I think Spurs should get a comfortable win. I don't think they'll batter Sheffield United. Uh, but, you know, I could see a two nil, something like that here. Yeah, I mean, Sheffield United are going to be, you know, they've won two in a row, haven't they? Um, FA Cup and Prem now, Bristol Rovers, Newcastle. So uh, definitely a different proposition if this game was played perhaps two weeks ago. So maybe a Tottenham a Tottenham win and under 2.5, I, I don't know. I, I mean, you know, I think if Spurs get an early goal, then it will go over 2.5. So I'm reluctant to to tip that out but yeah Spurs win okay and now that leads us to what is probably the biggest game of the weekend so it's Liverpool against Manchester United Liverpool 19 to 20 the draw 14 to 5 and United outsiders at 12 to 5 um Man United have leapfrogged leapfrogged Liverpool at the top of the league they're on 36 points Liverpool in second on 33 Big incentive for United if they can get a win here at their rivals. Um, they'll go six points clear at the top of the league. Um, obviously, other results pending, but yeah, potentially six points clear at the top of the league. Big incentive for them. Can they do it, Tom Walker? No. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm like every other Premier League fan. I'm looking forward to this game. Of course, I am. I'm going to watch it. I don't really give a monkeys which way the result goes in terms of who I want to do better. Um, But I just think everything points to a draw here. Mm -hmm. If you have a look at Liverpool's form, play, uh, sorry, won seven, drew one, lost zero. Okay, seven, one, zero. United's away record, won seven, drew one, lost zero. So (laughs) something's got to give. Uh, Liverpool haven't lost to United at home in the last five encounters. Obviously, when it comes down to derby games, of course, that uh, fans obviously play a big part of that. And and there's going to be no fans for this one, obviously. Last time out, Liverpool won 2-0. That was uh, almost a year ago to the date. Lots changed for United and lots changed for Liverpool. I think United have closed the gap 
somewhat, but I also think Liverpool have dropped off. There's just so much, you know, everything's balancing everything out, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I just, I don't see how this, I can't pick between the two. The draw's 14 to 5. That's what I can see happening. I don't know if you've got anything more conclusive that you want to throw out there, but that's all I could find in my research. No, I was also going to fence it and uh, join you. 14 to 5, yeah, for the draw. That's the way I'd be looking as well. Mm. I mean, I'm not impressed with Liverpool at all um, in the last few fixtures. You know, the the 1 0 loss to Southampton, the 0 0 against Newcastle, and the 1 0 against West Brom. I'm quite downbeat on them at the moment from a betting perspective, but I do think they've got more than enough about them to to avoid defeat. Draw is the way I'd go. Yeah, I mean, this you can spin this however you want, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, you can say that Liverpool haven't scored... Um, sorry, you can say that Liverpool have scored one goal in their last three games in the league, which is true, against Southampton, Newcastle and West Brom. That is alarm bells for me. However, if you want to stretch it back one more, you can say that Liverpool, you know, beat Crystal Palace 7-0 not long ago. What is there to worry about? So there's a few different avenues you can go down. In terms of United as well, they're just... I trust them, obviously, their away record is absolutely fantastic, but I just don't know... If I can see them scoring two against, I don't know. I'm honestly getting myself twisted thinking about it, which means draw 14 to 5 is probably the way to go. Yeah. And you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if this finished 0 0. 14 to 1. 0 0. 14 to 1? Yeah. Honestly, in these big games, it's always worth looking at, right? Yeah. Especially. Uh... Sorry? KG Affairs. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, they can be. Um, right then, final game on Sunday. The other Manchester club, Manchester City. They play at home to Crystal Palace. As you'd expect, Man City, big favourites, 1-6. to six. The draw, 13-2, to two, and Palace, 12-1. to one. Uh, Man City to win comfortably for me. Man City to win comfortably for you. Yep, time for the Championship. No, it's not. We've got one more. <laughs> oh, yeah. One? Well, yeah, we do have one more, but Arsenal will beat Newcastle 2-5, to five, time for the championship. <laughs> I'm thinking, where do we stop? There's games on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> I know, I know. We'll uh, yeah. we'll chuck something out there for, the, for any midweek clusters uh, on Twitter, won't we, sir? Yep, so um, up next then, the Championship. Yeah, so just a little reminder that this show is sponsored by our good friends at Manscaped. Uh, It's a perfect opportunity to take advantage of our discount code, get yourself 20% off and some free shipping on all of their products. FBP20 at the checkout. You can help support this pod. And you can also get some absolutely top-notch quality male grooming items at a price you can afford with uh, free shipping, which I don't know about you, Tom, but that's always a deal-breaker for me, free shipping. Mm, yeah, always a nice little Brucey bonus there, isn't it? It is. Um, 
yeah, absolutely. Get on over to Manscaped, as Tom says. Check out the products. They are really, really good, and uh, you won't regret it. Mm-hmm. Time to championship. Yeah, time to championship. couple of games already postponed in the champ. So Coventry, Sheffield, Wednesday, and Reading, Brentford, both called off uh, because of COVID. Maybe more to come, but we'll, uh, we'll, 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 we'll work with what we've got for now. Um, I'd like to get started with the 12.30 lunchtime kickoff. Oh, God. You know we love a lunchtime <laughs> kickoff here on the pod. Uh, and this one is Middlesbrough against Birmingham City, the Ita Karanka derby. Um, Middlesbrough priced at four to five for the win. And that's the way I'd be looking here. Absolutely. Birmingham are really struggling at the moment. Uh, no wins in the last seven consecutive games. No goals scored in the last four. So struggling to hit the back of the net. And as a result, they're not picking up many points whatsoever. Uh, Middlesbrough, on the other hand, they sit nicely in seventh, just a point outside the playoffs. Um, They've won four out of the last five. They've won four consecutive home games. And everything that I'm looking at just points towards a a comfortable Borough victory here against this pretty useless Birmingham side at the moment. But saying that, it's the early kickoff, so you never know what's going to happen, right? (laughs) Very true. But let's be real. I mean, this this should go Borough's way. Um, it should do. Yeah, Birmingham in massive trouble. Let's talk about uh, Norwich. Looking very handsome, I'd say. Uh, five points clear of Bournemouth. Uh, Norwich top, Bournemouth in third. So that gap, obviously, is regarding the automatic promotion spots. Um, they are priced at five to four. I will take Norwich at five to four against any opponent at any stadium in this league, especially when it's away at Cardiff. Cardiff have lost four in a row. Uh, they've won one of their last six, five of those all being defeats. I mean, Cardiff find themselves in 15th. They made the playoffs last year. They are really, really struggling. Neil Harris coming under more and more pressure as time goes on. For now, Norwich still have uh, Emiliano Buendia. I'm not sure if how long they'll be able to keep him for, but I am only interested if he's playing on Saturday. <laughs> uh, Norwich, as I said, 5-4. to four. Cardiff in a spot above it, need results quickly, and they will not get one on Saturday. Yep. I'd uh, be inclined to agree as well. Uh, so now, Tom, it's time for our weekly Nottingham Forest under 2.5 goals tip. <laughs> um, it seems like week after week, we continually we continue to tip Forest uh, to be under 2.5 whenever they play. Um, it's been the case as well. Six out of six games uh, in recent weeks have been under 2.5. This week, they play at home to Millwall, who... Again, love a game that's under 2.5 goals. So four out of the last five Millwall games have been under 2.5 goals. Uh, These two sides played each other about a month ago, just under. It also finished under 2.5 goals. So you won't be too surprised to hear that the price is one to two. So it's it's not the highest that we're going to have all weekend. But you can see why it is what it is. I honestly... I honestly... That is a banker. That is possibly the championship banker of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, agreed. Yeah, um, 
Let's talk about the second biggest club in the East Midlands, Derby County. Um, I I want to take Derby at home to Rotherham, but they're seventeen to twenty, and that stinks. I think I think that's a little bit too tight for me. But they will, I think, get a win here. If this was at the New York Stadium, I would be very cautious. But Rotherham have lost eight games in a row. Um, away from home. Derby haven't lost to Rotherham at home in the last seven games. Uh, the last time they played each other was a 6-1 win for the Rams. That won't happen again this time. Uh, Rooney has got the Derby side kind of building from the back. I respect what he's done there. He's made him a lot more solid, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot harder to beat, etc. Yes, Derby are coming off the back of um, a couple of poor results, but they are moving in the right direction and Rotherham are the perfect opponent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I can see Derby picking up three points there. Um, second biggest club in the East Midlands, though. Mm-hmm. Come on, fourth after Leicester and Knox County, right? Maybe fifth after Mansfield. Yeah, very true. <laughs> Bias, though, as we are. As, no, as never. Not us. <laughs> Um, right, one more for me in the champ. It's in the game between Bristol City and Preston North End. Another thing I feel like I keep saying every week on the pod is how bad Bristol City are. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, not getting, they're not getting any better. So I'll continue to say it. They lost four out of the last five games in the league. Uh, the one win coming at home to Wickham. Um, hardly inspiring form. They play a Preston side who have won three of the last four Um much improved after a bit of a hit and miss start to the season. Preston have the third best away record in the league. I'm tempted to go for Preston on the nose, which is priced at 15 to 8. Um, so that's not bad at all. I'm going to add a touch of safety to it, I think, and go for Preston double chance, which is 8 to 15. Um, so Preston to either win or draw. It's also been a long time since Bristol City have beaten Preston. Um, 15 consecutive games where Preston have either beaten or drawn with Bristol City. So, yeah, it's it's a bad run that Bristol City are on against the Preston side that spans all the way back to, I can't even tell you when. It's... Yes, yeah, I know. 2000, 2011. Yeah, Bristol City... I mean, Dean Holden came in, started playing, you know, strikers at centre mid. And I think a lot of people are getting very excited by this kind of swashbuckling, uh, you know, team selection, etc. But it is slowly unravelling. So, yeah, I am totally with you in terms of going against Bristol City at the moment. Anything else you like in the champ? or Not really. No, me neither. So, shall we move to League One? Yes, and I'd like to go first because I have something I've been dying to get off my chest. Go for it. Right. I'm not back in Ipswich anymore until they (laughs) sack Paul Lambert. (laughs) I knew they were not the best team in League One. I knew that. I knew there was a few problems. I knew they weren't... Firing on all cylinders. So whenever I've picked them, it's always been a little bit nervy. I'm done with them. I'm absolutely finished with them. The fact that they're in eighth is a false position. 
there are plenty of teams below them that are going to overtake them, I'm pretty sure. In terms of their game this weekend, they're away at Burton Albion. Burton Albion double chance, 4-7. to seven. It's a long shot in terms of Burton at bottom of the league, but they got Jimmy Floyd cash in the bank, back as manager, and they got the first clean sheet of the season. So a nice 1-0 win away at Gillingham. It's a springboard. And, yeah, screw Ipswich. That's it. <laughs> well, it's a good price, isn't it, for Burton? Um, hopefully Ipswich don't win this game. Because they, do, they don't deserve to win this game after last weekend. No, no. I mean, yeah, I, I just... They're a bad, bad side. They're a bad side. So, anyway, yeah, I just wanted to get that off my chest. Thanks. No problem. Oh, um, by the way, Tom, one last thing I want to throw in there. Um, listeners of the pod, I think towards the end of last season, would have known that we were talking about Dino uh, Marmria. Can you remember Dino, the big hench? Hench Dino. Yes. Yeah, hench Dino is the assistant manager now at Burton Albion. Is he? Yeah, just thought I'd throw that out there. So, yeah, don't mess with Dino. If you... If you're new to the pod, or if you just don't know who he is, just Google Dino Marmria and have a look at his arms. He's frightening. He's spent many hours in the gym. <laughs> He's a unit. Um, <laughs> anyway, League One, Tom, what have you got? Um, so I'm going to look again at the early kickoff. AFC Wimbledon against Sunderland. Sunderland are my selection here, 3-4 to four to get the win. Um, they've They've been all right under Lee Johnson since he's come in. They've won two and drawn three of the last five games. So they're not doing too bad. They've kept three clean sheets in that time. Uh, The wins coming against Lincoln, Port Vale in the Football League trophy. And I think they've got a bit of momentum about them now. They're starting to look up again in the league at these playoff positions. And they they come up against an AFC Wimbledon side this weekend, who have really started to struggle. Uh, they're in 21st in the league. They've lost five of the last six league games. Uh, they're on a really poor run of form. And I think Sunderland can capitalise on that. Um, you've got two t- two sides classically here. One seems to be on the up, which is Sunderland, and one which is really on a downwards plummet at the moment, which is AFC Wimbledon. Yes, Paul Wimbledon, uh, always have a soft spot for them. But, yeah. Do you feel like there's a, a streak coming for Streaky Lee? It could be, yeah. Streaky Lee could be on a... <laughs> could be about to go on a winning streak. Possibly. Possibly. I love... Honestly, as someone that co-hosts a football betting podcast, love managers that go on streaks. Love it. Oh, yeah. You go Absolutely. with them when they're doing well, and then as soon as they start losing, you turn the knife and... Stick it straight in the back. It's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. No remorse. Remorse. Tom, Tom, let's talk about Accrington Stanley. Yes. So, Go on, Stanley. Aki Stanley. Change their name. Call them Portsmouth. Okay? Just hear me out. They're in sixth. They have 33 points. They've played the least amount of games in the entire league. Obviously, League One has been hit massively with uh, COVID postponements and the occasional weather as well. 
they have got four points, sorry, four games in hand on seventh and top. Points per game has them second position. So let's forget the court Accrington Stanley. Let's call them Portsmouth. If they were playing at home to Gillingham, you'd want to back them all day, wouldn't you? Well, it sounds to me like Portsmouth are having a cracking season. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, John Coleman and Accrington Stanley home to Gillingham. Gillingham won one of their last six and lost three in a row. Uh, Steve Evans has got a lot of work to do. Obviously, I just mentioned that they were victims to Burton's uh, first clean sheet of the season and obviously uh, Jimmy Floyd's first win. So, confidence probably at an all-time low. Forget that Accrington Stanley lost 4-0 away at Lincoln in the Football League trophy. No one gives them monkeys. Have a look at their previous League One game live on Sky. I actually watched the majority of this game. They won 2-0 against a promotion rival. They were incredibly good value. And for me, 3-4, I'm licking my lips at, at, at Portsmouth. Sorry, Accrington Stanley. <laughs> I agree. I had that one myself. You've... Um... You've reasoned it a lot better than I was going to, though. <laughs> well, you know, I just, I have that kind of, I feel like I have a chip on my shoulder when it comes to Accrington Stanley. I feel like they deserve a lot more credit. They won't yeah. get it because, you know, everyone remembers the milk advert and the fact that they've got the second lowest budget in the league. But, you know, that should mean they're getting even more credit. But Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's all... probably how they like it, though. They probably like uh, to stay kind of under the radar a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, Stanley for me, three to four. Yep, uh, completely agree. So, another team who likes Stanley are in really good form, uh, Oxford United. So, they had a really bad start to the season, really like lingering down in the relegation zone. But uh, four consecutive wins, unbeaten in nine consecutive games in the league. It's seen them propel up to 12th position and five points off the playoffs. Um, Oxford, are, yeah, they're on a really good run of form. They're playing Northampton away. 17 to 20 is the price. I just think, come on, Northampton are just meh, aren't they? 19th in the league. Uh, lost three of the last five games. Just, they don't worry me. This Oxford side are going places at the moment. Um, and I think they'll eat up Northampton on their path. Yeah, um, I you can't rule out the playoffs. It's only, uh, I think, five points from Accrington. Obviously, yeah. you know, there's... I mean, normally, Tom, game in hand here, game in hand there. I, it doesn't play that much part into the league table. But League One this season has been a, a bit of a mess. You've got Stanley, who have played the least on 17. And you've got Burton, who have played 23. Six games difference. So... Yeah, you really do have to look into it when you're looking at where teams can go. But in terms of just points, you know, uh, Stanley, it's only games in hand, not points on the board. Uh, Oxford, just five points off. So definitely in their sights. Yeah, absolutely. Um, any more for you that you yes. want to look at in League One? Yes, there are. Over 3.5 goals in the Rochdale-Wigan game. Ugh. So... You I don't can... think I hear anyone say that anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> so we can start off with over 2.5, okay? Over 2.5 is, I do apologise for this price, 
I don't make them. We just get them from a website. I won't read out until they sponsor us. 43 to 40 for over 2.5. Over 3.5. 43 to 40. 43 to 40. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, 11 to 4 is over 3.5. And that's what I'm interested in. Okay. So five games in a row, Tom. Rochdale have had games over 3.5 goals. Isn't that mad? Five yeah. five games in a row. That so is mad. You've got them on one hand, and I'll read you some of their scores in a second just quickly. Then you've got Wigan, who have had three of their last five games over 3.5 goals. So we'll start off with Wigan. 4-3 win, 5-0 loss. This was against Rochdale, by the way. 1-1 draw, 1-1 draw, 4-3 win. Rochdale, 4-1 loss, 5-0 win, 4-1 loss, 3-3 draw, 4-4 draw. So this should be an absolute firecracker. And that's why I've gone even further than the regular over 2.5. If this carries on even remotely <laughs> like the last five games have for these two sides... 11 to 4 over 3.5 goals that could be that could be a lovely little bet for someone yeah yeah that's a cracker great entertainment unbelievable uh, isn't it yeah yeah unbelievable i mean you know i'm sure their fans would rather see maybe a few more clean sheets somehow they are um, out of the relegation zone on goal difference which <laughs> Which is even more crazy when you consider the the scores I've just read out. But uh, yeah. but yeah, um, get yourself an I follow pass for that game. It should be a banger. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay. Um, anything else? No. League two, me. Cool. Right. Um, I didn't actually have too many in League two. I don't know about you, but uh, I'll start with one that I, that does look pretty good to me. Um, we're speaking about goals in Rochdale and Wigan. Warsaw and Oldham, another two teams who tend to feature a lot of goals in their games. Um, Warsaw, 13 consecutive games without a clean sheet, over 2.5 goals in five of the last seven games. Both teams to score in seven of the last nine games. And then Oldham, over 2.5 goals in seven of their last eight games. And both teams to score again in seven of their last eight games. So, Goals seem to follow these two sides around all over the place. Um, the price for both teams to score, to start us off with, is 8 to 11. So that's not too bad. And over 2.5 is 17 to 20. So I feel like someone who is compiling these odds hasn't really looked at the stats. Oh, we do love a lazy odd maker, whatever they're called. Yeah. A lazy... Odd maker. Odd maker, that's definitely not the right word, is it? <laughs> a lazy price maker person. <laughs> yeah, I like that, Tom. Um, you know, I, I, th I feel like, as you mentioned, you look at these two teams and before you even do any research, your mind already goes towards goals. So, yeah, yeah the fact that they're playing each other is, is uh, good stuff. Uh, Cambridge, away at Colchester. They're priced at five to four. I am going to go for Cambridge. In terms of uh, you know just standard league positions, we've got Cambridge 
in fourth, and we've got Colchester in twelfth. Colchester dropping like a stone. Uh, Giovanni Brown's goals have dried up. Uh, did you hear uh, Giovanni Brown's nickname, Tom? Have I said it on this pod before? Uh, I don't think so. Edison Giovanni. Edison Giovanni. Yeah, you like that one or not? The penny's not dropped to me. Edison Cavani. Ah, uh, there, yeah, okay. Well, you've ruined it now. But anyway, <laughs> his, no. goal, his goals are dried up. Um, and they're playing against a Cambridge side that still have the EFL top scorer in Paul Mullen. Um, obviously, you know, I think over three quarters of his goals came before Christmas, but he's still the top scorer. And Wes Houlihan, absolutely sensational on the weekend. Five to four. Colchester haven't won their last five games. I am all for Cambridge. Five to four. Okay, cool. Um, I've got one more. That's it for League Two. So hopefully you've got a bit more. If not, then we'll move on. But, <laughs> I've, got, I've uh, got two more, so hopefully you don't take it. Well, my first one is Carlisle to win away at Mansfield. Do you have that one? No, but I couldn't disagree anymore. Great. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> let, let, let me read this out and then, um, okay. then we'll see. So my reasoning behind it, I know Mansfield are doing really well. Um, at time of recording, they've won three in a row. Uh, they are in 17th still, though. Carlisle, top of the league, um, 11-8 to eight to get the win. And what I'm looking at here is Mansfield's fixture congestion. So they've played, by the time this game rolls around, this will be Mansfield's fifth game in two weeks. So, you know, that's a lot of games, um, a lot of squad rotation. And I think... When you've had that amount of games in a, such a short space of time and you play a team with the quality of Carlisle at the end of it, it could be a case of tired legs for Mansfield and uh, Carlisle can take full advantage of that. That's why I'm looking at Carlisle here. Because um, form-wise, at the moment, Mansfield are, are doing well. But it's just a fatigue thing for me. Hmm. Okay. I get that. I... I'll be honest with you, I didn't know that that was the case. So I'm glad that you pointed that out. Um, yeah, okay. I'm a bit more on board. I'm a bit more Thank on you. board. Yeah. Um, it's obviously not the strongest tip of, of the weekend sure, by any chance. Sure. But, but it's just something, a good price, Carlisle, top of the league against this Mansfield side who've, who have played a lot of games recently. Yes, they have played a lot of games. Nigel Clough for me. Pound for pound, best manager in League Two. So that's yeah, that's why you know on the face of it, I was reluctant to to do anything. I thought this you know probably had draw written all over it, but I take what you uh, have to say on board, and I can see your reasoning. All right, let's talk about Salford. Salford are back. They had a little mini wobble. Um, but they didn't sack anybody, which is good. And they, they stuck with Richie Wellens, and I, th I think they're back. Um, I'm actually back in fifth place in the league, Salford, away at second in the league, Newport. Um, 
Reason being is just Newport are going through their own sticky patch. I'm not for one minute saying that Newport are a bad side. I think Michael Flynn is probably him, Wellens and Clough. Actually, probably the top three managers for me in the division. Um, they just haven't won in the last five games. And it's worrying. And I think the last thing you want to happen when you're in that form is for a team like Salford, who on paper have one of the best teams, have one of the best managers, and when they're on it, they'll, they'll pretty much beat anyone in this league. And that's what's happening on Saturday. Salford are coming to town, and Newport are a bit of a wounded animal. So, you know, will Salford feast, or will Newport, you know, come roaring back when Salford come in? Uh, I don't know which way it will go, but Salford are 23 to 10, and if I had to had to choose someone, I think I'd go for the, the side that are on top of things at the moment. Yeah, it may be worth looking at double chance as well, because... That would probably be a decent price. So, well, acceptable, probably. Um, in t- I like the way that you say acceptable. It's 8 to 11 for double chance, which um, that's not too bad either. No, no, not bad at all. Uh, I'm assuming I am going again. You carry on, mate. You yeah. crack on. Okay, so I've got the last, uh, last tip of the show here, apart from obviously the, the trebles. South End United. What a game. What a game we've got on Saturday. Can't wait. Grimsby, South End, your classic relegation six pointer, but it's always it always means that much more when it's the bottom of League Two and the trapdoor is the National League. So Grimsby and South End, as I mentioned, I'm back in South End eleven to five. Double chance is eight to eleven. If you want to be a little bit more cautious, Grimsby haven't won in five. Southend unbeaten in uh, five of the last six with three wins. Southend have turned the corner. Um, we we posted Tom. Do you know the Nigel Farage where uh, the clip where he says, "You know, you were all laughing at me, but no one's laughing now." Have you seen yes. that? Yeah. Yeah. So I I tweeted that as you know. That was South End. Basically, you were laughing at me at the start of the season. Me and you were back going against them. Man, every week we were picking on them. Now, no one's laughing at them because they turned the corner. Their transfer embargo is lifted. The new players that they signed can finally start playing. And they're doing well. Are they still bottom? Yes. <laughs> they only have 19 points? Yes. But... They're working their way towards something, and Grimsby are going in the absolute opposite direction. They hired Paul Hurst. Will we get Grimsby Paul Hurst, or will we get the Paul Hurst that's been in charge of Ipswich and Shrewsbury, where things were mixed, I think it's fair to say. Um, That's something that we'll find out in the future, but he's not happy with the squad. There's problems at board level. They're sinking without trace at the moment. They can go bottom of the National League if they lose this game. It's just a classic case of, you know, one team on the up and one team on the down. And I'm back in South End in this massive game, eleven to five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Another big price. There's some big prices that we're uh, that we're looking at this weekend. So if they pull through, potentially a, a very profitable weekend. Mm-hmm. 
well, anyway, that's that's that then, isn't it? So we'll recap, shall we, the bombproof trebles from last weekend and go through this week's. Yes, I will do mine. I had Ipswich, they lost. Move on. No, I'm kidding. Um, two of my games were postponed uh, due to COVID slash weather, yada, yada. That left just Ipswich as a single and they lost 3-2 uh, at home Swindon. So not much to report. <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> no, and for mine, I did have all three games on, so I did a half-time treble. Um, Everton, to win at half-time against Rotherham, and they did. It was 1-0. Man United to win at half-time against Watford, and again, that was 1-0. And finally, Burnley to win at half-time against MK Dons. That was also 1-0, but unfortunately, to MK Dons. Uh, <laughs> so that... Unfortunately, didn't win. Um, really disappointed by Burnley, uh, costing that trouble. They played at home, a pretty full-strength squad against League One MK Dons, and uh, didn't come through for us. And to rub salt in the wounds, they got through on penalties. So <laughs> that was that was even more annoying. Yeah, you want it once they've uh, screwed you over like that. You want them to uh, you want them to go out, don't you? Just you want to, them out. yeah, yeah. Just to feel like you're getting one over on him. But exactly. Anyway. Uh, but anyway, today's a new week. Thankfully, no FA Cup and uh, hopefully much less kind of weather um, postponements to scupper us. But um, do you want to go first with what you've got, Tom? Yeah. So I obviously do the, the traditional treble. Um, so it's just straight up three teams to win. Um, so... My treble is as follows. So we're going to start off in League One and we're going to go for Oxford United away at Northampton, priced at 17 to 20. We're also going to go for Accrington Stanley at home to Gillingham, priced at 3 to 4. And then we're going to drop into League Two and we're going to go for Cambridge United, who are away at Colchester, priced at 5 to 4. £10 on, which is an example stake, would return you seventy four forty eight. Nice, that's a uh, good return. That I like it. I like it. I like it. You have got teams in form there uh, against teams out of form. So hopefully you can uh, land us another treble there after your win. What fortnight ago? No? Yeah, two shows ago. Yep. Um, for me, I'm going to go for goals again. So this is the over two point five goals treble. We've got. Premier League, Leeds against Brighton, over 2.5 at 4-7. to seven. Then the, the goal score in Rochdale, over 2.5 in their game against Wigan. That's 43-40. to 40. We had to include that price, <laughs> didn't we? And finally in League 2, over 2.5 goals in the game between Walsall and Oldham, 17-20. to 20, And a £10 example stake returns 60-32. It's actually more than I thought. To be honest with you. Yeah. Well, we've got good prices for, for both Rochdale and Walsall Oldham. Yeah. Very true. Very true. So, so yeah. That's why it's, it's bumped up like that. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, sounds good to me. Um, again, we just want to make sure that everyone is gambling responsibly. Please don't gamble any more than you can afford to lose. Head to gambleaware.org for any additional support that you may need. Um, fancy football 
a weird period for fantasy football. It's more like fantasy lottery, isn't it? Yeah. It's not, you know, it's so unpredictable, isn't it? With who's playing, who's not playing. You make transfers and they don't play because of COVID cancellations. <laughs> it's an absolute nightmare. But for underachievers like us, it's a fantastic excuse. It is. It is. I, I completely agree. How did you, uh, how have you done sit up since the last show, we'll say, <laughs> because there's been games all over the place? Yeah. Um, I, I think I got about 60 odd points last week. So, um, yeah, I think, where did I go? Oh, I went down. That's mm. not a surprise. I'm, I went down to 140th. How about you? Um, I am. I've gone down to 175th, and also, I've just noticed that on my app, my team name is now change name in block capitals. Oh, you were what sack of shit? Yeah. Huh. Well, nah, they don't like that, do they? No, they don't like it. Being censored out. Yeah. To be honest with you, I will probably just leave it at change name because. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm not near the top, so no one's really going to read it, are they? There's no point. Um, Let's go through the top 10. Uh, David Doherty, this is in reverse order, sorry. David Doherty, Kyle Johnston, Brian Grant, Vincent Rayner, Scott Strang, Matlock Cooper, Owen Fagan, Andrew Jones, Paul Fraser, and Sean Hayes. Sean is top. He's got about a 40-point lead. At the moment, Sean Hayes. That sounds new. Sounds like a new name. Is it? A, is it new? I think so. His I'm team's called sure Rybridge United. Yeah, I feel like that's a new name at the top. Hmm. Okay. Well, well done, Sean. <laughs> We're very proud of you. Um, yeah. So, if you have a a team with the fantasy um, official Premier League. Uh, platform already you can still join our league it's not too late you'll just go in at your rightful spot uh, there's a 20 pound free bet on offer for the winner um, so yeah join there tom normally puts the code in the pod description um, to join if he hasn't done so get in touch via twitter t underscore fb podcast if you're a facebook kind of uh, guy or gal facebook.com slash football betting podcast and if you want to email us with any inquiries, any questions, ideas, sponsorship, ladder, 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 football betting podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And the best thing that you can probably do for us if you've enjoyed the show is to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts um, to help grow the pod. Um, so I think that's everything for this week. I believe so. Yeah, so if you do put any bets on, obviously get in touch on on social media, media, whether it's stuff that we've tipped out or you've picked your own things. We love to see any bet slips that you've got on, any winning bet slips. Um, Yeah, and just how well you're doing. Yeah, we'd really love to know, wouldn't we? So, and of course, your your interact with the the Manscaped Player of the Day as well. I'm loving that. You're doing a great job with the the Player of the Day. You're really enjoying it. Yeah, I look forward to it every day. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm surprised by the amount of players that have um, kind of nether region based <laughs> names. Yeah, well, you can, <laughs> you can kind of tell that I'm working from home 
at the moment and I have a little bit of extra time on my hands. Um, so yeah, if you want to follow the Manscaped Player of the Day and see featured players such as Florian Dick, uh, Johan de Kock, Michael, <laughs> Michael Ball, Federico Balzaretti, uh, Michael Ball, uh, Mario Ball, Ball Otelli. Um, you were scraping the barrel with that one. Well, it's got ball in it. Michael Balak, it's got ball in it, hasn't it? <laughs> Willie Bolly, that was a pretty easy one. But yeah, um, feel free to to join in on, on that. And I'm glad you're enjoying the content, Tom. That's that's good to hear. Um, okay, well, that's everything then anyway, guys. So thanks for listening as ever, and we'll see you again same time next week.